1: Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
0: What's going on, guys? Bill Resetti back with you guys on another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast powered by BlueChew.com. Go to BlueChew.com, promo code LOCKEDON, to try your first sample of Blue Chew for free with a $5 shipping. That's all it takes, and we are here today to talk more about the different positions as we roll through that series. Today, we are going to talk about the wide receiver position, a very interesting, very fun position, I think, on this Panthers roster, so that'll be definitely something to look forward to, but I think we're going to kick things off today by talking about our friends over at Pro Football Focus as they released their run defense rankings. They've actually done a couple of rankings. We're going to focus, at least in this episode, on the run defense rankings heading into 2019. They have went through all 32 teams, and obviously their grades and whatever you have it. And the Carolina Panthers are not exactly the strongest group, according to Pro Football Focus. In fact, they're kind of bad, actually, in terms of their rankings. They actually come in at number 23 on PFF's run defense rank heading into this season. And they say they have this to say about the run defense: "Quote the Panthers made a lot of changes." To their defensive line over the course of the offseason, but fortunately for them, they were on more pass rush focused players. Gerald McCoy will likely fill the role of sub package rusher for Carolina, while Brian Burns, at under 250 pounds, could struggle and run defense out of the gate. So, while certainly the focus was on pass rush, I mean, They still, I would think, have a solid, especially going to a 3-4. I think that's going to help them a little bit more in the run defense department as well. I think having extra linebackers and even just the three guys that we expect to be up front in McCoy, Poe, and Short. I mean, even just having those three guys up front, I think they're still athletic enough to kind of work the gaps And kind of get into the backfield and stop the run. I I think there's still... You know, it it feels like the Panthers aren't getting as much credit as they probably should for... For their defense, especially in, in the run game. We know their pass rush is... Should be a lot more improved with McCoy, with Brian Burns. Even guys like Christian Miller, Marquise Haynes, whoever... Whoever you want to throw in there, but... I still feel like this front seven is a pretty, pretty strong group, and I think they have the ability to kind of slow the run down. They did a nice job last year, holding some guys kind of below what uh, what they've expected. You know, uh, they obviously held Ezekiel Elliott well in check back in Week One last season. What was it? I think only 69 yards? They only held him two. Uh, they held Joe Mixon pretty well when they played the Bengals last year. So they did pretty they did pretty well against their fair share of top-notch rushers. So going into the 3-4, I think gives them a little bit more flexibility and I think they're going to if they were to redo these rankings at the end of the season, I would imagine they have a good chance to be a little bit higher than 23, but I mean, you know, they didn't make any mention of grades, but you would have to imagine that they don't really have a strong run grade as of now especially only being ahead of what nine teams the only teams the Panthers are actually ahead of on this list are the Bengals at 24 then the Chargers at 25 Chiefs at 26 Raiders at 27 Falcons at 28 so at least they don't have them as the worst rush defense in the division Dolphins at 29 the Cardinals at 30 the Rams Kind of surprisingly, at 31 for how strong that defense is, and their worst-ranked rush defense going into the season is actually the San Francisco 49ers, thanks to D. Ford's low run defense grade, as well as Quan Alexander. So, not too uh, not too big on the 49ers, but again, seeing the Panthers at 23, a little bit surprising, but I think. I think the Panthers are a little bit better than that. They're actually right behind the Buccaneers, who come in at number 22. Uh, The top teams, by the way, 10 was the Baltimore Ravens, 9 Minnesota, 8 Philadelphia, 7 Pittsburgh, 6 Denver, 5 Detroit, 4 New Orleans, 3 the Jets, 2 Houston, and their top run defense going into the season is the Chicago Bears. And at least for a series or two, the Panthers will see that top-ranked rush defense since they opened the preseason against the Chicago Bears. Certainly, that defensive line, and obviously uh, obviously Khalil Mack on in there, Leonard Floyd. I mean, it's kind of hard to argue the Bears, just with their defense in general, uh, especially with the front seven, but... Yeah, a little surprising to see the Panthers as low as they are on this list, but certainly can build that back up.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason... If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: I think when we talk about the offensive line going into training camp, I think that's when we'll take a look here at PFF's offensive line ranks. We'll jump into that at some point. But before we get into that, of course... Uh, or Before we continue on with the positional previews, I want to thank our sponsors, of course, over at BlueChew.com. Hey, guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go and you wanted to increase your performance? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed with BlueChew.com. That's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com which brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready to go whenever that opportunity arises. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew is here to get you through to round two and maybe even beyond round two if you're so inclined. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discrete in a discreet package, excuse me. So there's no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, there is no more awkwardness. They're made here in the USA, and since they ship direct, they are cheaper than a pharmacy. So, special deal for you locked-on listeners out there, bluechew.com Promo code locked on. All you have to do is just pay $5 in shipping. The, the shipment itself is free. So, great deal there. So, again, it's B L U E C H E W dot com. Promo code L O C K E D O N. And you get your first shipment for free. All you got to do is pay $5 in shipping. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Let's talk wide receivers. A very fun position, I think. Bit of an underrated position, and... One of the more deeper years, I think, at this position than they have been at some time. It obviously starts with a guy we talked about on the last episode when we talked about the Futures article, the future rankings that ESPN posted and how Lewis Riddick believes DJ Moore is a superstar. And there's no question that you saw, especially in the second half of the year, DJ Moore kind of take that rise toward being... A leader on this team, a uh, top dog in this offense, and very well could be one of the top wide receivers in this game. I mean, Moore is just a playmaking receiver. We saw him do it both vertically, horizontally, and there's no question that Ron Rivera wants to continue to utilize and expand DJ Moore in that role. You know, expand the role of his quote unquote number one receiver, not just have him be a deep threat, but really utilize him over the middle, you know, short, intermediate, down the field. There's a lot of ways that you can use DJ Moore, and I think he's really going to help open up this offense. And then you look at a guy like Curtis Samuel, who I've said many times really has come into his own in this Panthers offense, and it was really nice to see after injuries just kind of derailed his rookie season. But the way he's been bouncing back has, has been fantastic. And I think he's just going to continue to expand, continue to build his role here in this offense and very well could be a solid number two uh, in, in terms of the wide receivers. And then after that, I think you've got some interesting names here. You know, Jairus Wright is still there. Uh, I, I still say he was one of the more underrated free agent signings last season, he still has pretty good hands. But remember, they also brought in Chris Hogan, who is kind of probably going to be in a similar similar role or similar mold to Jarius Wright. So it's going to be interesting to watch those two, um, how they're utilized, if they're on the field at the same time, or if one of them is going to end up getting cut. I could see both making the final roster, though. I think there's ways that you can utilize both these guys. And then Torrey Smith is still around. And remember... Tory Smith uh, remember they brought him back but they his money's not guaranteed so he's really all about the the veteran leadership the and just what he does for the community off the field because it's not like he did a ton on the field he's really just there I think for the like I said that that veteran leadership someone for the young guys to kind of lean on to, so it'll be interesting what they do with him. And then you're look, and then the rest of the roster you're looking at guys like Andre Lavron, DeAndre White, Rashad Ross, uh, and of course seventh round pick rookie Terry Godwin, as well as undrafted free agent Damian Jean Spire, and then the other free agent signing that they, they had from this year, Aldred Robinson. And I remember writing a, a brief article on Panthers Wire about a stat that Aldrick Robinson has had, or the PFF had with Aldrick Robinson throughout his career. I mean, he doesn't have a lot. I think it was something like he only has about 80 career catches so far, but about 75% of them have gone for either a first down or a touchdown. And I think that's the type of player that can really be key in this Panthers offense, you know, for a team that really wants to be explosive, really wants to move the ball, having a guy like Robinson, having a guy with pretty good hands like he does, to move those chains and maybe get those uh, those key touchdowns late in games, he's going to be a little bit of an X factor, I think, if if he's able to stick around. So it's it's going to be fun to watch him. And again, I think this is probably one of the deepest years that the Panthers have had, at least in recent memory, at the wide receiver position. I mean, you look at who's likely going to be on the 53-man roster. DJ Moore, obviously, is a lock. Curtis Samuel is a lock. I think there's room for both Jarius Wright and Chris Hogan. And then I think Robinson can stick as a fifth. And then I would not be surprised if they keep a sixth wide receiver. They've done it in the past. I think, be it Tory Smith, or maybe Rashad Ross, who brings uh, punt return ability, because right? he's definitely going to be a guy also to watch in terms of kick returning, punt returning. Remember, he had that experience when he played in the Alliance, and now he's going to bring that to the Panthers. There's a lot of different ways that I think the Panthers can go about this in terms of how many they keep? Who they keep? Where they where they play these guys? Line them up. You know who brings special teams value. I think you're going to be looking at some tough tough decisions. To be honest, when uh, when the end of August rolls around and the teams have to make these final cuts, but uh, I, I think for the first time in a few years, I think this is one year that you can be pretty excited about the wide receiver position going into the season, because you've got a lot of playmakers, you've got a lot of guys that can catch the ball, move the chains, keep that offense on the field, you know, give you those critical third-down conversions. This is just one of those reasons, or another one of those reasons, that I think the Panthers can contend this year, at least for the playoffs. You know, I don't know if they're going to have enough to, especially with the rest of the power in the NFC. I don't know if they're going to have enough to make a deep playoff run or or make it to the Super Bowl, but it wouldn't be surprising to see them get to the playoffs and maybe even win a playoff game. And part of that is because of just the talent that they have at the wide receiver position. You know, there's, there's no more, obviously there's no more Kelvin Benjamin and all the injuries he's been dealing with. There's no more Devin Funchess and his inconsistencies though maybe a change of scenery will do him good maybe not being pressed as the top dog will serve him well in Indianapolis but we have guys here especially a guy like DJ Moore that wants to be the top dog wants the ball in his hands wants to just uh, be that be that superstar in this offense and and lead this team to a bunch of victories. So I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun watching these wide receivers battle especially for those last couple of spots, you know, who who they put on the field and how they do when they're on the field. I think it's going to be just another of those top storylines to follow when we get into the when we get into training camp. So that's a, a quick look at the wide receivers. I think next time we'll combine offensive line and tight ends. And so we'll also get into the uh, the PFF offensive line rankings that came out not too long ago. And as just like other years, offensive line, a lot of curiosity, a lot of questions surrounding this group. So that's that's really going to be one to watch. But we'll do that next time on Locked On Panthers. Reminder of course to follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Resetti. That's R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Check out Himalaya to download this podcast. Or if there's other streaming devices that you use, feel free to use them as well because we're kind of all over the place. But as always, thank you so much for just being around and following along and being on this ride with me. Really do appreciate the support. Take care of yourselves, my friends. It's, it's been fun, and we'll see you next time right here on L.O.P.
1: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.